1: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. You're listening to Consensus Conversations 2023 by Coindesk. We're coming to you from the Brave Podcast Studio at Consensus 2023. Brave is the privacy browser used by almost 60 million people worldwide. It has everything you need to stay safe online. Check them out today at brave.com.
0: I'm Cam. We are live at Consensus 2023. Today, we have Rebecca Liao. She is the co-founder and CEO at Saga, a Web3 protocol for launching the next 1000 chains in the multiverse. The Saga platform allows developers to take a single tenant VM and automatically launch it on a dedicated blockchain complete with fully provisioned validators and an optimally incentivized security structure, which we all want for the blockchain, trust me. Um, <laughs> (laughs) Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me, Cam. Of course. How are you? How are you finding consensus so far? I'm great. I'm
1: great. This does not, I know it's a bear market, but it does not feel like a bear market. There is so much activity here, and honestly, there's just... There's such a joy and energy and hopefulness to Web3 that just never goes away, regardless of the market conditions. And it's just so encouraging to see all the builders here.
0: Right? Yeah. And on top of builders, talk about how many more women speakers and women are here. Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's really, really encouraging to
1: see. And I, I think that anytime women into an industry that is primarily male dominated, you have to find how you personally fit, right? Like what interests you, what makes you passionate, what gets you up in the morning, and find a way to contribute that to the industry. And I think it, it probably took a little bit of time for it to reach um, critical mass,
0: but we're, we're getting there. It's fantastic. We definitely are. <laughs> and you hit one of my favorite questions. What gets you up in the morning? You do so much, you're so accomplished.
1: Oh, thank you. What gets me up in the morning? Honestly, I, I have the great privilege of going to work every day and dreaming my craziest dreams and feeling loved and supported. And what I am motivated by is giving other people that same joy and privilege.
0: That is so, oh, that's, <laughs> that hit me in the feels and the heartstrings. <laughs> Tell us more about Saga, especially for anybody who's not heard about it yet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Saga, we call ourselves the next thousand chains in the multiverse. Mm. Um, so what we're all about doing is... Uh, giving developers a controllable and um, high performance environment in which to develop in Web3. So we're a layer one protocol, and we allow all developers, no matter individuals or large projects, to get onto their own dedicated block space automatically. And we're focused on gaming and entertainment. And the reason for that is when you have such a high performance and controllable, customizable environment, what is actually um, needing that kind of infrastructure. It it really is games um, that are looking for a very low latency and that great user experience. And of course, NFT projects that do these massive drops uh, and offer great functionality to all of the NFTs that are minted. So that's what Saga does. Uh, We are creating a multiverse called the Saga Multiverse, and it's comprised of all these wonderful developer projects.
0: That's incredible. And now <laughs> Speaking you. of developers, um, I was a user experience researcher yeah. um, at a blockchain infrastructure company. And Fantastic. I mainly talked with developers mm-hmm. and understanding how are they building, what were their pain points, what were their needs. Um, what kind of trends are you seeing with the blockchain or the developers that are joining Saga? Are they kind of beginner? Are they experts? Mm-hmm. Who are yeah. these people?
1: Yeah. So I would say that every single developer, no matter how crypto-native you are, you started in Web2. Everybody <laughs> (laughs) started. (laughs) Started with the basic programming languages, getting your first AWS instance live and running and learning how to how to control AWS so that you're not exploding in cloud costs, et cetera. So everyone has gone through that journey. And I think we're at the point now in crypto where you know, building on a monolithic layer one protocol. So when we say monolithic layer one, what we mean is like Ethereum, Solana, et cetera. Um, so sharing that block space with everybody else as your applications get more sophisticated and there's more traffic on them, that infrastructure is actually not really well suited to handling that kind of user volume. And it's frankly not giving you a great user experience as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think developers in Web3 is super encouraging. They are ready to take that next step to build those applications that are really going to have mass user adoption. Uh, and so what we're hearing more and more is I, I really need a, just an easy way to launch my own controllable environment. I need tooling, I need platforms where I can see all the wallets in our case the game engines, the launchers, et cetera, that I would need to build a successful application. So they're really looking for that robust tooling and they're giving that feedback to all the layer one protocols that proliferate in the space.
0: Okay, yeah, thank you so much for going into that. I wanted to expand a little bit more about the next 1,000 mm-hmm. chains. Yeah, That takes a lot of growth. It yes. takes some clear <laughs> regulation. Yeah. What needs to happen in the next couple years in the mm-hmm. blockchain space so that we can ensure that the next 1,000 chains, that the next 10,000 developers mm-hmm. are going to thrive?
1: Yeah. So I, I would definitely say that on the technology side, all the builders in the space are trying to do our part to improve the technology as quickly as possible so mm. that it can handle volume of that level. Now at Saga, We um, released our first private testnet a few weeks ago. It's called Cassiopeia, Cassio for short. All of our environments are named after constellations. But this is Cassio and Cassio right now has scaled up to 500 chains and it's running 1.1 million transactions per second. That's the kind of performance you need to have real applications uh, coming onto Web3 and have those applications be able to handle that kind of user traffic. So first and foremost is the technology secondly you mentioned regulation and i have spent a lot of time in politics i was part of the biden campaign in 2020 Mm -hmm. and the clinton campaign in 2016. so i've been around not just policy circles but also political campaigns at the largest scales so when i think about what's coming up 2024 it's a big year here in the states because it's the presidential election once you're in that campaign cycle what matters is votes you are looking to get out the vote And what's interesting on the Hill right now in Congress is that obviously crypto is a hot-button technology policy Mm -hmm. issue, but so is TikTok. Um, Robinhood was in the crosshairs of the SEC for a long time as well. So when I think about applications, technologies that are popular with Gen Z and millennials, right now the focus is really on TikTok and crypto. And um, on the one hand, I do think that there needs to be continued dialogue with policymakers, a lot of education about crypto. Even for those of us, you know, this This industry changes so quickly. Mm -hmm. Even when you are in it, you don't quite know what's happening at any given time. The (laughs) narratives (laughs) proliferate, you know, like a mile a minute. So we need to have that continued presence. But really, when I look at how... The TikTok army. So TikTok users defend their product, despite the fact that there's probably bipartisan agreement that it is unethically mining data, that it is manipulating children, that it is um, part of the surveillance state in China. I mean, people can agree on all of that, but they really want their videos, right? They really Mm -hmm. want to consume that content and they will defend that application. I think in crypto, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we don't have that army yet. There is no one who's Well, not no one, but there are very, very few people who are willing to say if you either banned crypto or you significantly hindered crypto, I will stay home and not vote or I will vote for some other candidate. There are very few people who are not yet quite that passionate. We need to get there. We need to get there. And that's really on the industry. That is on the industry. It does matter whether there are users, whether technology is popular or not. So that's I mean honestly it's it's on us in the industry we can you know talk about politicians in DC and regulators elsewhere around the world maybe not quite understanding crypto but it really is on us to make this happen
0: yeah, and you touched on something that I, I was wondering about mm. you said you know it, there's there's just people who don't understand crypto and so aside from education yeah what else do you think is contributing to why we don't have that army of people who wouldn't advocately or fiercely stand up since we have all these people who are like yeah. painfully bullish. Right? Um, <laughs> why don't we have that army of people? Well, it goes back to
1: something that I was saying um, before. You know, you asked me what gets me up in the morning, what gets mm-hmm. me going, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, I think particularly, you know, we live in a world in which so many things feel uncontrollable, and mm-hmm. you know, we're in a twenty-four-seven news cycle where you get really you know fantastic news really silly news really bad news just all the time and so everything is trying to grab your attention you feel out of control and in those environments i think what people are really looking for is that ability to sort of reclaim their lives, right? To really reclaim their understanding of the world, and you know, the anthem that we have at SaGa is self-determination. I think that you know, for for us, what Web3 represents is that ability to determine your own path um, and to go for the things that you love and be able to support yourself doing that, right? So I think that um, you know, going back to um, to products that are so fortunate to have armies. I do think that that's why TikTok took off. It's not that all of us had inherent love of like, you know, Tide Pod challenges or videos of how to turn lots of pasta into little amounts of pasta or like, you know, silly (laughs) things like that. Right? I I don't think anyone was fiercely passionate about those things specifically, but it was a very safe space Mm. for people to just tell their stories, to share more about themselves no matter how like weird or out there they seemed. It was a very safe and productive and engaging space for the weirdos and the crazies. That's why people love TikTok. And I feel like for crypto, there is that kind of openness and acceptance, but how is that reflected in the product itself? Mm -hmm. I do think that, you know, you and I have been in crypto for a very long time. I do think that there's a bit of a divide between people who are say, OG crypto, and they think primarily of tokens and crypto as assets. And there's already a sort of like financial monetary component to that, right? Uh, And that will always be a part of crypto. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. But I do think in order to graduate to mass appeal and cultural resonance, Mm -hmm. you need to grow beyond it. You need to touch people's hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. We are not there yet. Even for those of us in the industry, we are not there yet. Mm -hmm. So it really does come down to product quality, and I don't think we can dictate to... Creators or to developers, you know, this is the kind of application that's going to win. We just need to give them space to, again, dream their craziest dreams.
0: Yes, and and you know that is kind of why we started the Women Who Have Three podcast. Mm-hmm. We cared so much about highlighting the stories, mm-hmm. um, not only of women who have millions of followers and who have <laughs> a success already, yeah, but we have women who are just starting their startups, who yeah. founded their companies when they were pregnant, who founded things because there was a need, a gap in the market for yeah. those products in the Web3 space. And we highlight women who, and we highlight stories mm-hmm. of women who are building communities that are empowering other women, non-binary folks in, yeah. the, in the community. And so that's that's the goal. Like, I guess what I'm getting to is how can we yeah. elevate those stories so that we can tell the true stories of crypto, like the stories of the creator economy, where mm-hmm. we can tell the stories of how the global use cases of crypto are so expansive yeah. and how crypto is a valuable asset, much more valuable outside of the United States mm-hmm. because of what it accomplishes for for people across the world who yeah. before they they don't have banks, they don't have access to banks, they don't have the criteria to have a bank. Now they have some sort of way to participate in the economy with mm-hmm. crypto.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So how do we make it easier for people in the United States to see the value of crypto yeah like blockchain technology actually let's focus on blockchain technology yeah yeah absolutely
1: I, you know what's what's so interesting about that cans is every single business out there every last one doesn't matter if you are selling potato chips or if you're <laughs> selling you know crypto and tokens <laughs> the growth areas for your demographics are in gen Z Millennials, women and minorities. Um, that those are the demographics that you really, really want to resonate with, not just in terms of numbers and spending power, but also cultural relevance. These are the trendsetters. I think that in crypto, there are many um, wonderful, you know, highly innovative, cutting-edge narratives um, that get spawned around the technology itself, or you know, we we start to think about you know, very, very macro things like the global economy. Um, monetary policy, financial systems, things like that. And I I think that absolutely, there will always be a place for that in crypto. But I I do think that there needs to be more awareness of the market. And you can always argue that the market corrects itself. right? When you see an opportunity, entrepreneurs will go after it. And so when they see that we need to elevate women, we need to elevate um, Gen Z millennials, minorities, et cetera, there will be products that go after that. But I wish that crypto took this opportunity of a slower market to build those products. I mean, right now, if you are doing a startup right now and you're in your early stages and you're fighting for that survival for that product market fit, go for the growth markets. It's, I mean, it sounds so simple. It's very, very difficult to do, obviously. But I would just encourage people to look for that market opportunity. Be open-minded about where your users are going to come from.
0: Thank you so much, Rebecca. This has been so enlightening. And with all of your incredible experience, I wish we had hours to talk to you and pick your brain. Where can um, people who are listening find you, learn more about your projects? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So best way to find me is on my personal Twitter. So it's at Becca Liao, L-I-A-O. And uh, in terms of Saga, the best way to get in touch with us is through saga.xyz, that's our website. But we're also on Twitter as well, so that would be um, sagaxyz with a double underscore. Um, But saga.xyz, that's our website, best way to reach us.
0: Thank you so, so, so much for being on here with us. We appreciate everything you've done, especially in the Web3 space.
1: No, thank you so much, Cam. Thanks so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And um, keep doing what you're doing. We need more women and more voices
0: like yours. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.